Fight fans, welcome to episode 12 of Combat Planet. I'm Sergio Martinez, and of course, I'm joined by my co-host, La Leyenda, Mr. Mike Michael. Everything's Mike, what's great, going man. on? Everything's great. Uh, just looking forward to doing another week of a recap, okay? And I think we've got a few things to talk about. Um, good, man. Good, good, um, good. So before we get into, because there was some great cards this past weekend, Mike, or this weekend, because we're still in the weekend, right? We're recording this Sunday. Um, I do want to talk about real quick the numbers that uh, Lopez Lomachenko did on ESPN last weekend because I think they're significant. So ESPN, and this is just ESPN, Mike. We're not talking about their streaming platform or anything. So it's, it's, it's going to be higher, obviously. But ESPN in itself, throughout the six-hour pod, I mean this podcast, the six-hour telecast, I'm sorry, podcast, uh, Mike, they did not dip under 1.4 million viewers, Okay throughout six hours of boxing, you know, so that's significant in itself. And then during the main event, again, only on ESPN, not on any other platform, they peaked at just a shade under 3 million viewers. Um, they racked up amazing viewership in that 18 to 49 demographic, Mike, the ages there, which is huge. So they were uh, going up against a major here in the States, a major college football game and also a major league um, playoff game at that time. So those are huge numbers, Mike. Um, as we talked about, you know, promoters promoting and big fights happening on, on these type of platforms. What are these? Uh, do these numbers give you hope, Mike, that, you know, boxing definitely still can, can go back and become again the top sport or one of the top three sports in America? Or how do you well, see Well, boxing was always the top sport, uh, a combat sport in America, obviously around the world as well. But, you know, it just goes to show you that promoters now need to do their job instead of, you know, dragging their ass all over the place and uh, waiting just to get payouts uh, with putting, you know, insignificant boxing cards on, okay, and expecting, you know, to... Uh, uh, rape, rape, and this is the word I'm using, rape, okay, the uh, the financial side of everything, okay, so now they have to go and do some work, okay, because all they've got is uh, limited uh, revenues now, and um, uh, boxing, boxing is, it's, it's like a reverse, Sergio, pre-TV, all they had to do was, re all you had, all you had was re relying on the live gate, you didn't have a, uh, TV networks coming in and spending all these multi-millions, etc., etc. Okay, all you had back in the day in the Jack Dempsey days and so forth, uh, early 30s was a uh, was a uh, a live gate. So now it's a reversal. All they've got now is TV, but no live gate. So that means you know it's about time these guys broke a sweat. You know. <laughs> that's true and you know Mike they, I mean obviously right you, you're a businessman you've been in boxing before you understand that you, you're trying as a promoter to maximize your money I mean Don King and all even Top Rank in the other days did that but they used to still provide you quality for the money you know and that went away particularly in the Mayweather area era right that that became more the fighters started getting the lion's share and the promoter was getting very little money at the end right so it was about putting on one big fight and then giving you garbage so as you said now that the revenue streams have gone down and you have to focus you in order to keep the money coming in I'm hoping that this continues to be the model you have to put on good fights and as the numbers show you right, from Lopez Lomachenko, if you put on good fights, people will tune in, right? So it, it only grows the sport. So when you're able to keep 1.5 million pair of eyeballs uh, throughout a six-hour telecast, Mike, that's impressive, you know? Um, so at least in my opinion, am I off mic or, or does that sound like, I mean, am I am I? No, you're, you're, you're on the money, okay? It's just basically the fans, like I said, they've always been there, but they're just absolutely fed up with switching on the TV, looking at this rubbish that's that's on, okay, right, from, you know, some guy from somewhere, another guy from somewhere else, they, they get a fight, they stink the place out, or they, or it's a blast out, okay, and nobody wants to, wants to see that, okay, you, they, they want to understand um, that there is quality fights, okay, for them to tune into, and as is always proven, Sergio, okay, 
money's not the op- the op- the the object, okay, right? People spend money uh, all the time on things that are irrelevant. So to watch to spend money to watch a fight is not really the problem. It's the abuse that the that the fight fans will receive from these uh, super fights and then the low level undercard, okay, that really you know it's not even worth two bu- two bucks you instead of saying so and people you know I, I always I always look at um, everything in this way you cannot deceive people okay because people are not as dumb as what you think they are okay the, in the end the people that end up are the ones that are being dumb are the ones that are doing the damage you know what I mean so at the end of the day all these, all that was done was that damage the sport and hopefully now that this situation is what it is and by no means do I wish the pandemic to continue so we can get great boxing fights I hope the pandemic stops immediately but the but the promoters don't revert back to their old you know ways and their old habits of you know raping and and you know um, and um, extorting their own events okay right so it it, it justifies that there is Good fights, people will watch it. You just outline the numbers, which were pretty, you know, impressive. Okay, so boxing speaks for itself. It is still the numero uno uh, combat sport in the world. In reality, if these promoters, you know, do their job properly and give the public what they want. Yep, and that that's right on the money, Mike. Uh, you know, hopefully, like you said, we definitely do not wish the pandemic to to continue. You know, um, I'm just it. I'm hoping that the lessons learned through here and this reset, if you will, to a point, um, continues for the sport. And speaking of great fights, Mike, uh, and great cards, not only a fight. Um, we'll get into this this weekend's fights as we we had some. Hell of a card set up, Mike. Uh, first one will start on Friday. That was on DAZN and also on TV Azteca from Mexico. Um, you had Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. I mean, what a fighter, right? He's still around. He's he's ageless at this point. I think he's like 33 years old, Mike. Um, but as you know, uh, WBA junior bantamweight titleist, he, he uh, basically beat down, broke down. Very good uh, fighter in Israel Gonzalez. Um, won by retained his title Chocolatito did by unanimous decision as you know Mike these lower weight classes they're meat grinders Roman you know Chocolatito for a while there was considered a top one or two pound per pound guy Um, he has he is has diminished but even a diminished Chocolatito is still an amazing fighter Mike Um, so Let's talk a little bit about Gonzalez as far as his genius, Mike, and, and what did you see in this fight uh, with uh, Gonzalez? I mean, he's still, in my opinion, one of the most offensively prolific fighters that exists. So what say you, Mike, well, as far as you know, he's a hall, to, uh, an old, a hall of Fame fighter, no question about it. Um, technically, he was at one stage, pound for pound, the best fighter in the world. Even a diminished uh, Gonzalez, okay, is still a force to be reckoned with. It looks to me, though, that he is actually getting a second wind in his career. So, you know, we're probably going to see a few more good fights out of this guy, okay, for a couple of more years or three, you know, two to three years. I think, okay, at at 33 years of age, you know that that's a lot of mileage for for a guy in the lower lower weight division. But, you know, we have to... uh, look at the reality of it but from featherweight and and below i mean that's where the real fights are really isn't it you know that's where the technical offensive you know these guys are just uh absolutely something else and uh uh gonzalez he's always been up there with the best of them serge okay all right he uh he got that surprise loss where <laughs> where nobody was expecting that okay um, then he bounced back, so he's back. He's back in the running again, back on top. Okay, and he's going to have, uh, uh, I would say, some, some a few more f- exciting fights for us to uh, watch this magician in action. You know. Yeah, I'll tell you. You know, with him, with Chocolatito, Mike, his balance and footwork. I, I, it's hard to remember. 
a fighter that has had that kind of balance in footwork. One that comes to mind is Finito Lopez. Like, never out of position, always ready to counter, you know, always, just, I mean, just amazing. And Gonzalez, to me, it, I mean, he's he's one of the best, and I think that that's what's made. I mean, he has great hand speed, good power, um, great combination, great punch selection, but his, like, his balance and footwork, he's never out of balance, Mike, and he's always ready to strike back, you know, just an amazing fighter. Altogether. Well, you have to remember, so, uh, Sergio, that, that all, um, all of these top great fighters, all of them, okay, right, the ones that we, we, we look up to and the ones that thrill us, their main asset, okay, everybody, everybody that's our one's, one's technical, one's got big punching power, it's always to do with their distancing. A lot of people neglect to mention uh, and go and uh, go into in depth on a fighter's distancing because if you if you don't have the distancing, you can't you can't punch, okay? You can't you know put your combinations together. You can't step around. You can't you know go to the body. It's all about the distancing, okay? And uh, and as far as I'm concerned, okay, Gonzalez's distancing, as you know, Sergio. Is second to none, but Finito Lopez I like better. <laughs> okay, that's one of my favorite guys, you know. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, you know, Mike, and you always, I always remember when, and this is because, you know, you and I talked boxing for, for years now, and I remember when Jeff Lacey was a champion and he was going to fight Joe Calzaghe. And I thought Lacey was going to win just because he was stronger and more active. And you told me that it was never going to happen because Joe Calzaghe had amazing distance and timing and you were absolutely right. You know, so you're right. What you're saying is like, that's what makes the difference at the end. It's that distance and timing. Exactly. exactly so Joe, so, you know, and, and Gonzalo, uh, excuse me, and uh, Calzaghe, as we know, he was a master at that, you know, because that was his uh, strength, uh, timing and distancing. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's Chocolatito. That, sure. That's his strength too. So, uh, great win for him, Mike. Yeah, he retained his title. And the main event, actually, was significant because speaking of another guy that completely understands distance and timing, Juan Francisco Estrada, he retained his uh, junior flyweight belt, Mike, by via stoppage of Carlos Cuadras. Cuadras, a very competent, very tough Mexican guy. Both these guys were. It was, uh, one of, as I saw on Twitter, like, that uh, people were pointing out, you know, in case you're not watching, tune in because there's a old-fashioned Mexican war going on, yeah. you know, and it really was. There was a lot of back and forth. Estrada, Mike, um, showed definitely his uh, his his will and everything. He went down early in the fight. He was able to get up. He fought his way back. And Cuadras is no joke, as I as I've mentioned before off off TV. He signed, I mean, off TV, off a uh, pod. Now I'm on TV, <laughs> <laughs> off, uh, off the podcast, Mike. Um, Qu yeah, Quadras is signed to Taken. And as you know, Mike, as a veteran of the sport and everything, Taken doesn't sign guys that can't fight. You know, it's, it's just, it's a fight. It's a fact, you know. So now, why this is significant, it was an 11-round TKO stoppage for Estrada, but it's significant because Estrada and Chocolatito have been on a collision course since they first fought, I think it was in 2012 or 2013, and Gonzalez was at the height of his powers then. So um, he, he won that fight. But, Mike, um, Estrada is a different fighter now. He is right. definitely a top 10 fighter, for, you know, pound for pound in my opinion. He's really come on in the past seven, eight years. And Gonzalez, Chocolatito, is a little bit – he's he's – past his prime he's not he's still a great fighter but he's past his prime so this looks like it's going to be the rematch here give me your thoughts on Estrada Mike and then we'll talk about the Gonzalez okay well um yeah um in regards to Estrada um they came out and they went straight at it okay because that's the way these guys fight so we were we were in for a thrilling fight regardless in just the way they just uh, opened up the first round uh when Estrada got dropped in the second round, I thought, oh, my God, we were looking for uh, either the guy's going to get taken out or he's going to go through a meat grinder. And that's exactly what happened, the second um, uh, summation. They went through a meat grinder, okay? And 
as you know, Sergio, you have you have you absolutely correct. Okay, Taken in Japan has to fight, has to sign quality fighters because when they put fights on in Japan, if they if if they dared, if they dared to put the type of events that used to take place in the USA, they'll probably have a have a riot in there. Okay, with the Japanese people, they pay their money, they want to see a fight, you know. So. Taken, yeah, Taken always, always signs quality guys, okay, and that is the bottom line. So when you're going to fight a Taken guy, that means, that means, Taken means they take you out, okay, so, 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 you know, you're ready, you, you know you're going to have, you know, the, you know, a life and death situation, and uh, Estrada had a very, very hard fight, and, those types of fights, Sergio, um, you know, they take so much out of you, okay? So, you know, um, it, I thought that, I don't know, it was a, quite a close fight as well, so I think it would have been on the last round, you know, if he never stopped him in the 11th. And I think that, you know, the other guy, okay, our taken boy, could have could have pipped it at the post, as they say, okay? So I think that was like a... Uh, a little bit of a uh, uh, a lottery win in the eleventh round, you know what I mean? But they were both like really beat up, weren't they? Sir? Yeah. Let's face it, they were beat now, up. Now, Mike, did you yeah? see anything to, out of either fighter, Chocolatito and Estrada? I mean, did you see anything in Estrada's performance and Chocolatito's performance that indicates that Estrada would win win their rematch, or do you still favor Chocolatito going into a rematch between those two? Well, Chocolatito, let's let's face it, is in my opinion the better fighter. Okay, the only problem is, okay, is in the second part of his career with mileage at the moment. Okay, so um, it all depends um, if Estrada, okay, can perform the same as he performed, you know, when he first boxed Gonzalez. Okay, and you know when he first boxed Gonzalez, he you know he put up quite a good fight. Um, I think I think um, I, I would I would say it's a 55-45 fight in favour of Gonzalez, due to Gonzalez knowing that he's already beating him, okay, and and being able to you know muster up another performance to you know secure a win, okay. I I Estrada is not my favourite type of fighter. Let's put it that way. Got it. Okay? If I, you know, I like I like Gonzalez. I like that that way, the way that Gonzalez fights. I always have. Okay, so maybe I'm I'm being a little bit biased here, but I would I would favour Gonzalez. Okay, uh, due to him being reinvigorated and having his second win in the second part of his career. I think Estrada, even if he did beat uh, Chocolatito, okay, I don't think he'll last. He'll last that. You know. Uh, too too long being a champion. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't think it. I don't no, think that's fair, right? Mike. And you know, you know what they always say, right? Like the real all-time greats, they always have that one great fight still left in them. You know, so maybe that'll be. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, 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 I think that Chocolatito has has a few great fights left in him. Okay, I think he's going. He's got his second win. You see, you know, when he got beat badly. Okay. Um, he got taken out. Everybody, you know, how long? When, when was that? When was the biggest loss that he took? The uh, about, you, yeah, you about a couple. Of, it was a couple of years ago, Mike. Is a couple yeah. of years ago, and and everybody wrote Gonzalez off. I completely wrote him off. You know, and to be honest with you, you know, he did look like he was shot, didn't he? Let's face it. Okay, right. He did. Okay, right. Because he, the, the the guy's been the distance so many times. Blah blah blah, and the rest of it. Okay, but. Okay, he he reinvented himself. Okay, right. So he's having his second wind, and I just don't think Estrada can deal with a second wind that uh, Gonzalez is going to you know put on the table. Yeah, I don't, I don't he lost so. actually, Mike. It was so he lost in March 2017. Wagnick, I'm probably pronouncing that right. Yeah. wrong. I mean, he he lost a yeah. majority decision. So yeah. then he had the rematch six months later, and he got stopped. So, but since then, yeah, exactly. But exactly. since then, he's he's come back. You know, he's he's got a 
three TKO wins, uh, the one in 2020 in early February, right before the, the whole pandemic, is Yafai. And a lot of people, Yafai was undefeated coming in. And a lot of people thought that that was going to be another loss for Gonzalez. That, that was going to be probably his last chance, you know, at, at uh, it was for the belt and everything. So they thought, okay, that's going to be his last chance and then he'll fade away. And he ended up stopping, you know, Yafai. So, um, like you said, yeah, he does seem to be catching his second win. That Yafai was 26-0 and 0 at that time. Well, yeah. He, so. yeah, well, he's a, he's a great fighter. He's a, you know, you, you, you don't go in with someone like Gonzalez and, you know, not, not ex, expect to have an easy fight, okay? So, you know, the guy's equipped, you know, all round. He can brawl, he can box, he's got distance, he's got timing, he's got... He's got what he's got, okay, right? So he's 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 putting it all together again. Probably refocused himself, okay, and knows that it's the last hurrah, okay, right? You know, in the next you know couple of years. So he's going to, um, you know, give it all he's got. And I don't think Estrada has what it takes to beat him. Okay, I think he'll give him a great fight. Yeah. I don't think he's yeah. beaten, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll right. see. I'm looking forward to it, Mike. And the thing is, with these guys, it's probably going to happen. I mean, that's the most logical fight for both of them at this point, you know? So we'll see if it'll be a passing of the right. torch uh, for for Estrada or if, as we say, Chocolatito reaffirms just not, not that he was great, that he still is. So looking forward to it, Mike. Um, last night, Mike, uh, there was some Showtime boxing as well. So um, we'll just hit the the main uh, event there. Uh, Sergey uh, Lipinets um, he went ahead, went life and death with a late replacement in Castillo Clayton. Now Clayton is, uh, or well, still is technically because they fought to a majority draw yesterday. It was for the interim IBF welterweight title. Uh, Clayton is, was was eighteen and zero. Is now eighteen zero and one. Nova Scotian fighter Mike. Um, little bit of an unknown to me, but I did, did do some research uh, when I heard that he was going to fight Lipinets. Um, Lipinets, of course, is, was 16-1, and one, now 16-1-1. One one. Lipinets' only loss was to Mikey Garcia. There's no shame in that. But uh, Clayton, Mike, um, counterpuncher, uh, strong guy, um, really, really good uh, uh, amateur background, a, a good, solid guy overall. And he showed it, Mike. It took him three, four rounds to get going. But once he got going, uh, it became a real interesting fight. Uh, Lipinets there and the end um, had to, like, they both settled for a majority draw. Uh, but it really could have gone either way, Mike. So what did you think of that fight? Um, and is the fact that Lipinets was training for someone else and then Clayton get dropped, does that play a big role in your experience as a trainer? Um, does that play, and as a fighter as well, did, did that play a big role in this fight? Um, marginally, marginally, but, you know, Lipinets is what he is, isn't he, Serge? I mean, you know, you're not going to get anything outstanding from Lipinets, and I don't mean this in a bad way to the guy. The guy can only give us what he's got, okay, which that's what you saw with Lipinets. So, um, a majority draw, I mean, you know, Clayton showed up, um, and it just goes to show you that Libanets couldn't make an, an adjustment to win a clear-cut victory, okay? And if, to be very frank with you, what else can he give us, Libanets? I don't think he can give us any more, yeah. you know? I think his highlight, the highlight was when he boxed Garcia, okay? And that's it. So where is he going, Serge, to be very frank with you, after, after you know... A majority draw, really, really and truly. Where's he going? A couple of more wins, whatever else. It gets steps up again, and he's gonna get he's gonna get either blasted out or you know uh, get beat up over ten, twelve rounds, and that's gonna be it. You know, so that's what you get with Lippinett. So I, I, I'm not gonna say I'm, I, I dislike the fighter, but the limitations on the fighter just are, are, are pretty evident, aren't they, sir? Yeah. yeah. No, I can. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because the guy that came to mind when I saw Lipinets and what happened, I thought of Derevchenko and the conversation that we had. Where do you go with with him? Right. It's the same thing with with Lipinets. So what do you do now? So let me run down. He's a welter, Mike. So check this out. So the welter weights that are out yeah. there: Earl Spence, Crawford, Pacquiao, Porter. Keith Thurman, Garcia, Ugas, Danny Garcia, 
Jesse Vargas, Jamal James. That's the top ten. Where I mean, I don't think Lipinets can beat any of those guys. So where do you go? Yeah. No, no, no. That that, yeah. that 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 that's a stacked top ten, isn't it, Sergio? Stacked that is. Okay, right. With quality guys in there, durable guys, big punchers, good technical fighters. Lipinets is not in that league. And you know, again, we have to we have to um, uh, um, look at the the um, limitations of the fighter. He's, he's good for these guys when they want to warm up, you know, want to go a few rounds and whatever else. Okay, that that top ten, there's no way that guy can do anything do anything in that top ten. Okay, right. So, you know, again with a guy like Lipinets, it's about timing. You know, all about timing, getting the right guy. Um, somebody vacates a belt, you know, they go down the uh, the ratings list and then they say, this guy can fight, this guy can't fight, this guy... And then all of a sudden, he finds himself uh, in the top 15, this guy, and he's, and he's fighting for a world title because the, the remainder of the top 14, okay, couldn't take the fight. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that would happen to him, you know what I mean? I love you that. The, the remainder of the top 14 where he couldn't take the fight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, I mean, that's that's Lipinets in one. I mean, was you really impressed with what you saw, Lipinets? No, Clayton? no, because uh, I wasn't so no. You know, Mike, I was more impressed impressed with Clayton, you know, than than with Lipinets. Let me put it to you that way, you know. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the guy takes a fight short notice, comes in, gives the guy life and death again, right? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean. Uh, Clayton, you know, showed us that there might be something there, but what what it is that something we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so what is that something? Let, let's see what that some, something is. Well, Mike, and, so, and um, Lip- go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say. Li- 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 I was gonna say Lipinets, uh, solid, solid guy, uh, gives good fights. Okay. Um, durable fights, uh, but th- uh, that top ten welterweight um, um, standout, <laughs> that, that, that role, that role of top ten guys that you. <laughs> I think that's uh, a tough one for the, for the story, yeah? <laughs> Mike. And just real quick, just because again, I always, I'm always fascinated, and and you have the experience in the mind. So, from a management perspective, do you almost? Would you consider making Lipinets almost like a gatekeeper? Is that the way to keep making money with him, like putting him there with top prospects and he's a proving ground guy? Or how, where do you go if if you know you can't beat any of the top guys and you can't get, probably get fights unless you get lucky? Well, no, no, probably he is a gatekeeper. That's what he is, okay? And that's the reality. And I was trying to be polite <laughs> earlier and not call him that. But, see, but seeing as you... Uh, as you as you took that kind of uh, tone, okay, right? Let, you know, let's, let, let's call it let's call it how it is. Yeah, he's a, he's a gatekeeper. Okay, so how long will his career go gone for? Who knows? So they got he's got to maximise for even for himself to make as much money as he can. And you know, fighters like that, Sergio, if they handle properly, they actually do make very decent money over a period of like three four years. Okay, if they um, um, uh, fights that are that are like gatekeeper fights, as you just said, okay, and uh, just learn how to protect themselves and roll with the fights. I mean, um, who was that boy out of Oklahoma, Sergio? That welterweight that that um, that kept taking fights. I can't remember his name now. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. He came to the UK, box killed Brooke twice. Okay, it was life and death. You know. Uh, well, good technique, good technique, but he, this boy knew how to roll with the shots, and and they kept on bringing bringing him over, and he was he was like um, a boxing all the top all the top shows, all the promoters wanted this guy because they knew he was durable, they knew that he had boxing ability, and they knew that he he knew how to carry himself. With the shots, okay, right, and block them and take them. Can't remember the guy's name there, man. Uh, he, he boxed Kilbrook twice, yeah, guy, and it was life and death for Kilbrook. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, yeah. Hang, I, I, damn it, hang on. Yeah, anyway, wow. Well, yeah, have a look, so yeah. Good. But um, 
Yeah, I yeah. I know who you're so, talking. Yeah, I I have it at the tip of my tongue too. Yeah, that's been around forever. So yeah, um, it was from yeah from Oklahoma. This kid was from Oklahoma. You know, I mean, you know, um, never used to train uh, in the in the in the early days. Um, you know, what was uh, a little bit of a playboy and whatever, but. And then when he did train and showed up, okay, right, this guy was a beast, yeah. absolutely, okay, you know, and and he, he used to give the top the top boys a good run for their money. Never could quite beat them, but give them a good run for their money. I don't think Lipinets is even at that level that this guy was, okay, but I think that if they if they know how to protect him properly, um, technically, and keep him in in top shape when he goes to the fights. Okay, I think you can make some good money over, you know, uh, uh, a period of a period of years. Yeah, you know I mean? no, yeah. absolutely, and that seems to be where he's at now. And like, because it's the same thing, Mike. He doesn't have the ability to beat any of the guys I just mentioned. You know, so um, so yeah, yeah. we'll see yeah. how that progresses. Um, and uh, moving on here, Mike, real quick, I'm just gonna mention this. Um, there was a prospect that, in my opinion, turned into uh, a contender. Um, same card and the undercard. Javier Martinez yesterday, 130 pound prospect, 16 and 0. Um, he won a unanimous decision against a very tough former prospect in, in Claudio Madero. Um, the key here, Mike, is uh, Martinez was in control early. Looked like okay, it's going to be another fight. Madero's not a bad fighter, but he's not. You know, he's one of those guys that has a punch, but. He's very, very open. But then in the eighth round, Madero came on, dropped Martinez twice. And the thing is that Martinez got up, bit down, and went on to win a unanimous decision. So a great win for a young guy, Mike. He's, uh, he's out of California. He's got good amateur also pedigree. So somebody to look, uh, look uh, forward to there, Mike. I just wanted to mention him before we move on here now. Uh, we're going to talk about the big fight, if you will. It's going to be on pay-per-view. I don't know how how big the pay-per-view is going to be but that that's neither here or there i'm talking about uh gervonta tank davis he's gonna go ahead and uh mix it up here with leo santa cruz mike it is going to be um for some titles and there's actually going to be people involved they moved it to san antonio texas because you know my state the great state of texas they don't care if there's a pandemic or not they're going to put several thousand people in the alamo dome <laughs> so um We'll see. We'll we'll see how that works out. But let's let's go ahead and get in uh, to this fight, Mike. As far as Tank Davis goes, he's uh, 23 and 0 with 22 knockouts, um, and he's going in there. Obviously, Tank Davis is the bigger guy, um, so he's naturally the bigger guy. As a matter of fact, there's even question as far as making you know 135 or or being able to to make the the lightweight limit which uh, the WBA um, is, is uh, um, on, on the line as well. So um, Leo Santa Cruz, who, as we both know, is more of a featherweight Mike. You know, he's coming up to face Tank Davis. So tell me what you think about each of these fighters and how do you see this fight going? Okay, um... Tank Davis is a wild kid. He's a wild boy, okay? So I don't think anybody is ever going to be able to tame this horse, okay? So um, he's he's got, obviously, as we know, okay, right, he's got weight problems because all you, all, all you ever see him training is a sauna suit. Yes. Okay, so the kid probably balloons up to, even you know, 154 pounds or something like that. Okay, he's got that kind of body that... That you know, he's a short kid, you know, but he's in. He's an in-between guy, you know. He can. He can't kind of hold his weight down, but he's not big enough, okay, to go to the bigger weight for him to be able to perform in the way that he does. Okay, I I personally believe that this kid will probably end up uh, minimum 140 to 47 pounds. That's where this kid I believe is going to end up. And as you know, Sergio, it's far too small. For that weight, and there's too many good fighters at that weight that he wouldn't be able to st stand a chance with. Now, Leo Santa Cruz, I like Leo Santa Cruz. I always have. The problem that I have with Leo is that he's got a lot of mileage on the clock, a lot of mileage, okay. And 
it all depends with Leo if he if he feels stronger at this at the higher weight now that he's at and is able to carry the shots. Okay, I think that if he's if if they train him to be able to take the early assault from Davis, because as you know, Davis is a three to five round fighter. I um, correct me if I'm wrong, Sergio. Has he been over five rounds, this kid? Let me see, Mike. Um, I mean, no. I can't remember. No, no. I, I can't remember because I don't think he has. I don't think he has. No, right, Mike. Okay? I don't think so. Yeah, so, I don't think so. You're right. I don't think he has. So, so, so if 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 I if I was if I was um, Santa Cruz's uh, trainer and management team, I would totally train to get through the first three rounds, pop this guy, go in there, give him you know half a round of hardcore of hardcore fighting, okay, and let Davis more or less you know punch himself out because the guy. Obviously, as we know, Sergio, this guy lives lives in a sauna suit. He probably walks around all day long in a sauna suit, this guy, right? I'm telling you, Sergio, right? Okay, he probably sleeps with that thing on. Okay, right? And, and you know, I, I think that if he gets... If he's able to put the correct strategy in the early rounds, let's say from one to five, I think that he'll stop Davis. I really think he'll stop Davis. He's got tremendous experience, Leo, as you know, Sergio, um, he knows the distance. He knows how to control a fight. You know, we know that he throws, you know, a, a, a tremendous amount of shots all through the fight, all through the fight, right? Okay, for this kid can keep, keep throwing shots for twelve rounds, as we know, right? Okay, so um, uh, I'm picking Santa Cruz in that fight by stoppage. Okay, okay. that's what I'm okay. picking. Okay, and unless he gets nailed. Nailed, okay, by Davis, okay, early. I think Davis is a little bit of a front runner. I really do, and I think the guys at his box, they've always been like shot or 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 um, some kind of angle where he's been able to overpower these guys. Okay, right. I don't think that he's shown us anything to tell you the truth. I think that he's overhyped. I don't mean that. I don't mean that he's not a good fighter. I think he's a good fighter, but I think he's overhyped, and I think that he's not a dedicated fighter. Okay, I um I think that he's his personal life is probably you know off the wall. His kids, okay, right, with uh, whatever they trying to harness his kid. I think is is extremely difficult, and I think that you know um, he's ultimately not going to be able to succeed to fulfil his full full potential. But Santa Cruz has demonstrated that he is a real guy, a real champion. Okay, we know he's a featherweight, but he was a big featherweight, Sergio. A very big featherweight, okay, right? He's just tall, he's lean, and whatever else. So this kid probably is able to put a bit of meat, a bit more meat on himself, okay? If he, if they get it right strategically, I'm picking Santa Cruz by, by, uh, by stoppage from the sixth, to the 12th well, round. let me tell okay. you, Mike, and just real quick, and, and this is my bad, I'm sorry, it's because I, I saw the, the title, but it's actually going to be held at 130 pounds. So that's, that's, right, there yeah. you go then. So, go. yeah, so now it makes even more sense why Tank is constantly wearing a sauna suit, which, now let me, let's talk about that real quick, Mike, here, because again, you, you were a fighter, you've been a trainer, have, now, I don't know. You're probably right, but every time they show him, he's wearing a sauna suit. Now, those people that that maybe are not aware, it's not uncommon for boxers to wear sauna suits, but it's usually towards the end of their camp if they still gotta shed some weight. Is that correct, Mike? Like, have you ever seen a fighter that wears a sauna suit like constantly during the entire training camp? I've never seen it. No, 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 you don't do that, okay? What the problem is with Davis, okay, instead of him focusing on training for the fight, he has to first focus on losing weight, okay, which is a tremendous psychological disadvantage for any fighter, Sergio, as you know, okay? So, you know, by by focusing on on weight loss and then training for the fight, okay, 
I think that's going to be this kid's downfall, okay? He's, he's uh, um, not a 130-pound fighter, but he is a 130-pound fighter for, for his height. He's got that body type that is, that he, he, he can't hold that kind of weight, okay? But he's not big enough to go to 35, 40, okay? And that's, that, Sergio, is where he should be fighting, because don't forget, he's getting a little bit older now as well, okay, right? So he's having big problems, you know, cutting the weight now, okay? So I think that Santa Cruz, you know, at 130 pounds, I think he's going to be a beast. I really yeah. do. I really, really do. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very, very surprising, okay, to everybody how Santa Cruz is going to do in that fight. I'm telling you. Unless it gets hit by a haymaker and it gets taken out and so forth. But, you know... There's no reason for that, okay? If they train Santa Cruz right, he will beat Davis, okay? And a lot of people are going to disagree with that, right? Okay, but I don't give a shit, sir. <laughs> you know? and, I, and I cussed. I, I said the word shit, okay? Right? You know? So, 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 you know, Santa Cruz is my pick for the fight, and I'm, I'm taking Santa Cruz by stoppage. Okay, no, no, great. I don't think this kid... Did, did, this, this, this kid does not know what it means to go into the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Okay, right? And I think he'll guess out. I, I, I'm telling you, he'll guess. He'll guess out. This guy. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I, I completely understand, Mike. And here, here's my thing, though. Um, any concerns? Because if there is a knock on Leo, he's got his hands are slow. Uh, any concern with that, Mike, uh, with this fight? Because Davis does have, he's very young, he's 25. He does have very fast hands, so going into this fight with Santa Cruz, is there? Would, is that I guess? Would as a trainer, let me let me pose it to you this way: If you know that you're you're going in with a guy that has slower hands, and you, and a guy that's against a guy that's really explosive, how, what what would be your advice going into the fight, the first few rounds of this fight? Well, look. Leo Santa Cruz is not the fastest fighter in the world, but he's not the slowest fighter either, okay? So it's basically, he's got to use his height, okay, and, and his strength, because he's got to be strong, Sergio. Santa Cruz will be strong. Trust me when I tell you this. So it, um, Tank Davis cannot fight going backwards. He's a very fast, offensive fighter, okay? So his, uh, their, strategy, their strategy has got to be to push this guy back Get the distance right, okay, and shut the power down, okay. Shut it down. All he needs is to is to walk this guy down behind the jab, yeah, okay. Because Davis can't fight going backwards. He's used to coming forward, throwing all these shots from different angles and so forth, etc., and catching these guys, you know, that he's boxed pr uh, previously, okay. All all Santa Cruz is is tighten up the defense. Hands up high, keep the chin down, keep pushing that jab out, double up on the jab, but walk the guy forward, walk him down, okay? Don't let him push push you back. The minute that you go back, then he's going to unleash himself, okay? And that's where the danger is. Always, that's always been the danger that um, any opponent that Davis has fought, okay? That's always been the danger for the opponents. So at the end of at the end of the day, you've got to do something that you can see. I mean, look at Tefimo Lopez. Okay, right? What what did he do? Okay, all he did was cut the distance down, use a jab, and 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 push Lomachenko back. He couldn't fight going backwards, and and neither can Davis. Sergio, he cannot do that. How's he going to get the leverage on his shots? Okay, Davis, if he's if he's moving back. Oh yeah. He doesn't know how to fight going backwards. No, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so Leo's, Leo has has a great opportunity, but the only thing that I find with Leo is how much has that mileage at featherweight taken out of him over the years? Yeah. Because he's had some fr quite a few thrilling fights, hasn't he, Sergio? Yeah. Okay? He's had some fr thrilling fights. So, you know, that's it. My, my only cautiousness is the mileage. Yeah. Nothing else with really. it, but I'm picking him. To, I'm picking him by late stop. Yeah, Mike, he, and okay. he's not a a power punch. He's got heavy hands, but he he only has like a 19, 20 yeah. percent knockout ratio. He goes the distance a lot, so you're right. Obviously, wear and tear is a concern, you know, for him. But yeah. also, this guy this yeah. guy is known to be a very much a very family man and and always taking care of himself. So 
that that helps offset you know some of that wear and tear. But yeah, Mike, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I, he is yeah. Com com compared to sorry, 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 compared to Davis, whose lifestyle is like you know off the wall. Okay, I mean he's like a saint, isn't he, Santa Cruz? So, so I mean, um, taking into consideration the fights at one thirty. Take into consideration the problems that Davis always has with the weight. Okay, he's uh, he's tr been trying to make weight now for God knows how long. Okay, right. So his body's in a in a in a, in a state of depletion. Okay, um, you know he, he's got all kinds of problems in front of him. So the only thing that that uh, Santa Cruz has got to be careful is getting nailed early. Okay, and coming in with the right strategy. You know, so I don't know if the trainers are going to be able to put that in place. They should be. They should be because they haven't done a bad job with Santa Cruz over the years, have they, Sergio? I mean, he's boxed some real, real live guys. Yeah. Isn't he? Santa Cruz. He has a body. He's, he's no slouch. No, no, Mike. Right? I was going to yeah. tell you. I mean, he's a four-time world champion, and he's he's only got one loss yeah. onto his record, which is when his father, when he yeah. fought Frampton, and that's when he found out that his father had cancer. You know, blood cancer. So he yeah, yeah he go. lost that fight and yeah. then he quickly sailed for a rematch and he avenged that loss really fast you know so realistically yeah and, and, and you know and you know that I have previously engaged with the Santa Cruzes so I know all about yes, them yeah yeah I was gonna tell you yeah they <laughs> they are a tough bunch Mike for sure but um yeah look Mike considering yeah. the the weight problems what you're saying again I I completely agree with you. I, I don't know of late round stoppage, although yeah, you you you're probably right because you know Tank Davis reminds me a lot of Zab Judah. You know, same thing. Zab very fast starter. If he caught you early, you were done. But if you took him to deep waters, he usually ran out of gas by the sixth seventh round. So Tank Davis probably that's what you're looking at. So it definitely could be a stoppage from exhaustion. But I, I agree. If Santa Cruz can survive the first three four rounds you know, um, and and maneuver him. Yeah, I can definitely see Santa Cruz this fight, you know, Santa Cruz taking over by the 7th and then by the ninth or 10th really starting to, to pour it on, you know. So um, you say stoppage, I'm going to say... But, yeah but, 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 yeah, but the other thing, Sergio, the other thing, okay, right, is is Tank Davis, where did he really appear from? He just appeared, let's, let's be really realistic. He appeared from nowhere, didn't he? One day there was a tank, there wasn't a tank Davis, and the one, and and, then, and one day there was a tank Davis because of the, he signed with Mayweather, yeah. right? Yeah, that's basically because if he never, if he wasn't with Mayweather, where would this kid be? He would be fighting out of you know Baltimore or Maryland or DC, and that way he would be part of that circuit, really. Okay, yeah. don't, forget, don't forget the kid, the kid, I, and I don't know him personally, but um, I've heard that outside of the ring. Okay, he has quite an eventful lifestyle. Okay, so I mean, is that true? I have no idea, but that's what I've heard. Okay, if that is true, then the writing's on the wall sooner or later. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think that I think that he he reminds me me he reminds you of Zab Judah. He reminds me of Mike Tyson to tell you the truth, because Mike Tyson really is. You know, a five, six round fighter, isn't he? Really, you know, every time he went over five, six rounds, Tony Tucker, you know, Bonecrusher Smith, you know, Evander Holyfield. You know, we all we all remember what Evander did to him. Okay, right? You know, um, you know, I mean, he could never, he could never, he could never t cut it, could he? Even in, even in his early career, Tyson, when he went ten rounds, okay, he still. Look like garbage, didn't he? And uh, and uh, people gonna <laughs> people gonna slaughter me for that one. Looking like garbage, okay, right? And I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. But he wasn't as formidable from the fifth round to the tenth round or the twelfth round as what he was in the first, second, third, and fourth, right? Yes. And I feel that I, I feel that Davis is the same, but it's that Tyson. Tyson, okay, is a different is a different kettle of fish. I mean, Tyson, you know, had power, had this, had that, and 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 I I I'll tell you I'll tell you who they, the other person that Davis reminds me of a little bit, and I'm going to get hammered for this as well, right? Okay, he's got a touch of the style with the way he's got his chin up, like Aaron Pryor, you know, because Aaron Pryor was very awkward, and by no means 
Is she in our employ? I was, I was about to hang up on you, Mike, for even suggesting, but okay, I'm going to let you clarify. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, you know, you know the way Aaron Pryor had his hands up and, yeah. and had his chin up a little bit, okay, but, you know, it, it kind of like reminds me a little bit like that, but this guy can't do what Aaron Pryor does, okay, you know, this, this, this guy is, I don't know, Sergio, I, I, I just, for some reason, I'm not very high on Davis, and that's my personal, my personal um, opinion on that, okay, um, as a fighter, okay, right, as a fighter, I think that he hasn't really proven anything, Sergio, to be in the position where he's at, and I think that it's due to his promotional outfit that he's been able to be manoeuvred like that, okay, but who has he really fought? You know, he hasn't fought anybody. No, yeah. Of any, you know, in my opinion. Okay, no, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so, so Santa Cruz is for him is really a, a defining fight to show that he really is the real deal. Can provide the goods, okay. But having said that, let's be let's be honest. If he does beat. Um, Santa Cruz is be he's really beating a featherweight that's got tons of mileage on him. That's that's the reality, isn't it? If he beats if he beats Santa Cruz, yeah. you know. Yes. So, I mean, he's in a no-win situation to tell you the truth, right? So, in 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 his promotional outfit's eyes, they're giving him uh, uh, a safe fight, but I don't think it's a safe fight. I think that if Santa Cruz has put on the weight properly. Okay, and done the right things to to do the to um, uh, enhance his strength. Okay, I think he's going to be, you know, a real hard hard guy to beat. Okay, on that night, and if he gets out of the first four rounds, just put it that way, right? The first four rounds, I think he's going to hit a home run, Sergio. Yeah, I do. no, I agree, Mike. I agree. That's why I'm saying if he gets past the first four rounds, Mike. I think, and not only that, I think by the 6th, Leo will, will be in control, and by the ninth or 10th, he's going to be pouring it on. That's my opinion, you know, so... Um, uh, yeah, don't forget, Sergio, don't forget, you know, he's, Leo's a great body puncher, so if this kid's, made, you know, got weight problems, and Leo starts going to the body, this guy's done, you know what I mean? And I mean done, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think, you know what, Mike, I do think that, uh, barring again a quick stoppage, right, for whatever reason, I think that it is going to be an entertaining fight overall, you know, um, but, yeah, but I do not believe that this fight is a pay-per-view caliber fight, I just don't, I don't think, um, Gervonta Davis is definitely not a pay-per-view fighter, in my opinion, he's a popular fighter, but like you said, who has he fought to become a pay-per-view guy? And Leo, it's not that he's not pay-per-view quality. It's just that Leo needs a a guy that is already established in pay-per-view. He's not a big draw himself. So we'll see. You know, it's it's a yeah. No. It's a risk, Mike. You know that. No, if if, if Leo was a bit of a bigger puncher, he would be a, a pay-per-view guy. Yeah. Okay. Tank Davis is def definitely not a pay-per-view guy, but what that, I think what the strategy is, is to beat Santa Cruz and try to put him as a pay-per-view yep. guy. Yep. You know? So maybe maybe they're thinking about, you know, Lomachenko, or, you know, because Lomachenko, obviously, uh, if I was, if I was there... Their uh, their outfit, I would definitely drop him down to 130. No question about yeah. it. Okay? He, will, he you know, he would have to. He has to. He has to go down. So that's a potential fight that that I think that Showtime is looking looking at to maybe put on pay per view at a later date if Davis gets past Santa Cruz. Okay, right. So they're looking for a creditable win. Yes. Okay, against the four-time world champion. Yes. Okay, so they can make a big fight with. You know uh, the likes of the Lomachenko's, etc. So, um, Mike, but I don't know, Sergio. This this, this kid scares me. This kid, this this kid. Uh, you know, I I I don't think this kid's gonna last. Yeah, look, you Mike, know? but but Maybe. they could have still made this this on on uh, the the Showtime, you know, World Champion Boxing, right? Like they could have done it on on that platform, their Championship Boxing platform, 
and still, if he beats Santa Cruz, you still get that big win. I just, as you mentioned with Lopez Lomachenko, so you're putting on this fight. That's that's a quality fight, but who's going to watch it? I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. I'll be surprised, Mike, if they, they do over 250,000 buys. Like, I would be surprised, you know. No, I, I, think, I, I think you're right. I mean, what fan base does Davis have, okay? The guy that's probably got a bigger fan base than him is Santa yeah. Cruz. Because he's a Latino, you know yeah. what I mean, Sergio? So I mean, I mean the bottom line, the bottom line is, neither one of them are pay-per-view fighters, as you, as we both know, and neither one of them need the right fighter to be on pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. And they're not, they're not that match. That matchup is not a pay-per-view, you know, a fight. But you know, like I said, they're trying to, they're trying to do what they're going to do, and. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm in full agreement. I don't think they're going to do numbers. I, I well, and, and yeah. as you know, Mike, they're not pay-per-view fighters. They shouldn't be on pay-per-view. So you know what that means, right? I'm going to buy it <laughs> because I'm a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but 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 we go but we go back to we go. You see that that situation, we go back to okay, fights that shouldn't be on pay-per-view that being put on pay-per-view that hurt the yes. fight game. Yes. Okay. It's not. It's not. It's not that. The, it's not that this fight is a bad fight. It's. It's where it's being put on that. That. That is the problem. Okay, right. You're right. That should have been on Showtime Championship Boxing. That should have been it. Done. Okay, right. You know. But they don't have the power that ESPN has with all the commercials and so forth to do what they did with uh, Lomachenko and uh, and Lopez. Okay, right. So. So that, that's the problem that they've got. But to go into a pay per view. With two guys where one hasn't boxed anybody and the other one's moving up in weight, okay, that's not, you know, a, a big draw, okay, in Santa Cruz, okay, right? I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, they're asking for trouble, aren't they, Sergio? I'm talking about the uh, the, the the numbers I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Mike. I mean, yeah. really, PBC could have lobbied to put this on on Fox, which is which is cable TV. You know, they could have done, yeah, sure. and that could have done big numbers just like Lopez and Lomachenko did, you know, so, but anyway, it is what it is, Mike, it, whether I like it or not, I'm going to have to shell out, what is it, 75 bucks, whatever it is, because it is, I'm, I'm going to watch it, you know, I can't help myself, so. Uh, yeah, what's 75 bucks, Sergio, that, that is a, an extortionate, extortionate amount of money for that yes. kind of fight. I mean, if you, if you remember, how much was Pacquiao Mayweather? Yeah, it was, what? Yeah. It was it, it was it, eight, eight, yeah, eighty bucks, eighty bucks, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. okay. and it was a crap and fight. That, and, and you you yeah. pay, yeah. Well, no, forget about that. You're paying you're paying for for Mayweather, Pacquiao eighty bucks, and you're paying for Davis versus Santa Cruz seventy five bucks. Does that make it any sense? It does not. Yeah, no. it doesn't, no. Mike. So we'll see, Mike. Like I said, I yeah. unfortunately for them, it's probably not going to do well. Of course, I'm hoping for it to do well. I just don't think it's a pay per view fight. But anyway, Mike. So there it is. As yeah. you said, Mike. Just to, to recap real quick, you're picking by late stoppage. You know, Santa Cruz, and I'm going with Santa Cruz also by decision. So. Um, we'll see. Basically, we're going up against the Vegas Chalk. We did well last week with Lomachenko Lopez. So, you know, we'll see if we can go two for two here, Mike. Um, so, anyway, um, well, go ahead. No, um, look, I, I mean, this kid Davis, I don't know, Sergio. He's just something is not right with this kid, you know. As a fighter, you know, I think this kid, you could, you, you could, this kid could be out of boxing the next two yeah. years. No, I, is that my No, I get it, Mike, I, mean? I, I absolutely. He's just a, he's a wild guy, he's a wild, wild guy that is undisciplined, and you'll train for one fight being disciplined, he'll go completely off the rails and come back, and I think he does his own thing, you know what I mean, Sergio, so, you know, um, I think that's a very, very big problem for the amount of money they're putting behind this guy. And I think at one stage, maybe with the promotions, they uh, had a heart-to-heart -heart with Davis because they spent a lot of money on this kid, yeah. you know? And I understand Floyd, you know, spending this kind of money on this guy, right? Okay, well, you know, you've got you to gotta act like a champion. And I don't think he... I don't think he does. I don't think that however many times Floyd is going to sit this guy down... This guy is what he is, you know, he's, he's not, he's a street guy, that's all he knows, sir. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, how are you going to change it? How are you going to change this guy? Yeah. You know? 
Same with it, uh, how how could anybody change my title? Yeah. Same. So, so, same mentality, you know what I mean, sir? That's no, no, yeah, Mike, definitely. And we're going to, I mean, they've, you know, they're, they're hedging their bets on him. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I you, yeah. you have a very yeah, valid okay. point. But we'll see, Mike. Anyway, closing it off here, Mike, that's going to wrap up episode 12. It's already been 12 episodes. You know, it seems like just a couple of weeks ago. So it's been a great ride so far. Again, from Mike, Michael, and Sergio Martinez, we do want to thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. We will keep bringing you all the best analysis on the big fights coming up. So with that, we'll be signing off here for Combat Planet.